Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Tuesday, not a bad day. Hope you're having a good day. And let's see. First, we have a voicemail from Chuck from Playing It Wrong podcast. Go ahead, Chuck. Hey, Glenn, this is Chuck with Playing It Wrong. Hey, I believe the Judges Guild supplement you were thinking about was Treasury of Archaic Names by Bill Owen. My copy says copyright 1979. Also, another safety tip when making names for your campaign, Google the name. Make sure it's not something weird in another language. All right, the episodes are great, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you for that voicemail, Chuck. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I just couldn't remember the, the title. <laughs> the name generator title for, for judging goes, and I still can't. But I'll, oh, archaic names, got it. Googling a name, uh, I think that's a little bit taken a little far, but I can see the need if you're like, say, gonna publish this or something. No matter how you do it, you might want to Google names to make sure about. You know, somebody's going to go, oh, you're writing about me, I'm going to sue, that kind of thing. Or, you know, weirder things have happened. But yeah, it's not it's not too bad to be safe if you're going to be doing that. So anyway, thank you very much, Chuck, for that voicemail. Okay, this one's a little hard to talk about today. Not really hard, but I mean, I feel like I'm admonishing you folks out there, and I'm not really, because I'm guilty of doing this too. But, you know, you got to deal with it. That's electronics at the table. And it wasn't really my focus of this talk, but it's part of it. Any, uh, let's call it distractions at the table. Because there are certain people who need to focus on the game and certain people who can, what my wife calls, multitask. And I'm sure the game master would appreciate if you at least focus on the game, if you can't multitask. Because there are times when I'm looking at my phone during the game for some reason, but I still have my ear cocked to what's going on on the table. I know that's not a good excuse, but there it is. Because there are certain things like, well, I see half our players at the table with their phone or something like that. And that's because they put their books on their phone, on a PDF or a tablet or something like that. So whenever they're doing something, they refer to it. We do have books at the table, but some people find it it is easier to carry around PDFs on a tablet or a phone. As far as I'd never put my books on a phone because I can't. I have a hard enough time. I mean, I'm I'm 61. I have a hard enough time reading without glass. My reading glasses. So I'd rather have the books there. But I trust them and my group anyway, because it's pertaining to the game. I have been guilty of looking at my phone for other than game reasons before, checking email and things like that, and I shouldn't do that. Bad Glenn. So what I'm saying is when you're at the table, you got to pay attention. You gotta, He's got to have your attention in some way. I'm not telling you to put your electronics away. There's some DMs who will tell you, put your electronics away, and I'm not going to fault them for that. I mean, sometimes you just got to put your foot down 
if people are getting a little so there are people who abuse it that's the whole thing they abuse it they'll play they'll sit there and in the middle of the, the game and play candy crush on their phone or something like that and that's abusing it so my pretty my rule is electronics are okay if they're related to the game if you're looking up a spell if you're looking up how to do something preparing for your next turn that's the kind of thing that's why you have to pay attention because as much as I hate chess, there is a little bit of an aspect to it in role-playing games, as in, you got to think about your move before you do it. And what I'm saying is, when you're in combat, you can't just sit there like a lump on a log until he says, okay, what do you do? And you go, oh, what? what? What's going on? Uh, okay, who am I fighting? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Pay attention to what's going on. I mean, it is entertainment, after all. You are supposed to be having fun playing the game in your mind or at the table or whatever. But try and think of what your character is going to do when it's time for him to do it. You can even so much as plan out an attack. Wow, what a concept. The, well, the, the chess thing is because I've always hated chess because you have to think X moves in advance. And to a certain extent, you have to do that in role-playing, but fortunately, most people only have to think one move in advance, which is the category I fall in, because that's about all I can do is one move in advance. So if you guys are being attacked by three ogres, and he's the other two are attacking, you know, two are attacking player characters, and one of them's still trying to climb down from the rocks to get to you, Okay, when my turn comes up, if I'm playing a magic user, I'm going to fire a magic missile right in his chest while he's while he's while he's climbing down from the rocks because it's going to take a turn for because he it's going to take another turn for him to climb down. So it's like why not bushwhack him while he's trying to climb down? Who knows? Maybe he'll slip and fall and hurt himself. So you know that's something you have to plan for. You can watch what's going on at the table and just do it. There's, there's, there's virtue in thinking tactically, if you can think tactically. If you watch the first Avengers movie, I mean, when they're in the start of the Battle of New York, the first thing Iron Man says is, call it Cap. And he knows, you automatically know Cap is the field general. He's the, ta- he's the, he's the head. When they're, in, when they're in combat, he's the guy who does the tactics, plans it out, Okay, you go here, you go here, you go here. Because even Tony Stark knows that he's a soldier. He knows how to do this. So he's going to be our tactical leader on the field. And there's always seems to be one player in the group or one character in the group who is designated tactical leader. Usually, I've I've been in groups where, like, nobody has a clue. And... We have Byron, who plays this paladin cleric of Helm, and he's very good at saying, okay, you stay here, you come with me, you, you know, offer things like, you know, offer cover, something like that. So he's very good at it. So those kind of players are great, as in a GM's perspective and a player perspective, because then you ha- the group has a focus where they can focus their energy and planning and maybe even come out of this alive. So, so that's that's a good thing. And there are other people who can offer up stuff too because my grandson, when he was playing his, 
He was playing his druid slash samurai. Well, he became a samurai later, but he was a were-raven because that's it's a, it's a long story. He, he's a were-raven, so he could turn into a raven whenever he wanted. And we had this big old battle in Schultz with Tomb Annihilation, big old battle in Schultz with all these guys and undead T-Rexes and zombies. And, you know, they're r- running all over. And, and they say, okay, Gage, what do you do? And he says, okay, I'm going to turn into a raven and offer aerial support. Like throwing stuff, you know, picking up stuff with his talons and throwing stuff on him and everything. And he can actually cast, I don't know if he had spells or not, but but he was very effective in that because he was doing the aerial support thing, bombing them with stuff. I think he may have had spells. He may have had a magic item. I don't know. I don't remember the circumstances, but he was very effective at it. So, yeah. And then Byron goes, okay, you do that. That's a good thing. And for a 14-year-old kid, that's pretty good, I think. So if you have a focus of a leader, that's great. But that's all the more reason why you have to pay attention to what's going on at the table. And if electronics are distracting you, put them down. I'm serious. Put them down. Because, you know, this is life or death. Yeah, you can roll up another character. But where's the fun in that? Come on. Why don't you try... And stay, you know, try and try and come out of this alive. That would be a good thing. So distractions are not great. Electronics are not great if you can't handle them. And like I said, if you can't, and this goes for the GM too. I use electronics behind my screen sometimes because I have a tablet with music, music and sound effects on it that I use. Uh, you know, I have a soundboard on my tablet that I use that I program. But I'm not using it for looking up rules or looking at Facebook or looking or checking my email or anything like that. I'm using it for the game. So the focus is, you got to remember, the focus is on the what's on the tabletop right now. The game is what's played at the table. And it really deserves your utmost attention for that however many hours. So... I hope that it didn't come across as a, too much of a lecture, but it was just something on my mind. I thought about it from last night's game because we didn't have any problems with it, but I just, you know, thought about it because I do see people with phones and things looking stuff up. But anyway, I hope you people have a great day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.